Today on the Church Candy Podcast, we're going to be sitting down with Ali Shaw. She is the founder of Heaven Sent, and Heaven Sent focuses on social media strategy for churches. Think posting, how do you get good reels and carousel images. Uh, that is what they do. Now, a lot of people ask me all the time, how can we have a better posting strategy? How many days should we post out of the week? What should we do for this and that? And I'm going to be honest, at Church Candy, we really focus on getting butts in seats, and we kind of use social media to do that. We don't necessarily do posting for churches, and so that's why I love having people like Allie on the pod. Uh, This is a great conversation that we have. And now I want to invite you to do two things really quick. Number one, before we jump in, I would love for you to give us a review on iTunes and Spotify, uh, or if you are watching this on YouTube, give it a like and subscribe. That really helps us out and what we're trying to do, reaching people and empowering them to use social media to build the kingdom. And then number two, if you haven't already gotten a copy of my book, Plan Your Visit Playbook, I would love to send you a copy. Uh, The book is free. All you have to do is pay $8.50 for shipping. You can go to planyourvisitplaybook.com. I also link it in the show notes or the description of the YouTube video if you want to get this ordered. Now, let's go ahead and jump into the pod. Welcome to the Church Candy Podcast, the podcast of sweet ministry success. I'm your host, Brady Sticker, and let's jump in. Welcome back to the Church Candy Podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with Allie from Heaven Sent. Uh, you might not know Allie. You might know you might not know Heaven Sent, but I promise you, you know a lot of the pastors and churches that she has worked with, including but not limited to Christine Kane, Mike Signorelli, City Light Church with uh, with Javen Chavez. Uh, Allie, I was super super impressed whenever I was checking out. Uh, what you guys have going on. Uh, so, so tell me about what you guys do for churches. Yeah, so Heaven Sent, our little spiel, is we're a full-service, um, all-inclusive social media um, agency, I guess you could say. So we do everything from content creation to consultation strategy to full-on profile management. So typically for senior pastors, but also for churches. Um, so it just kind of depends. I love it. I love it. And so we were actually talking right before uh, we pressed record. And so here at Church Candy, we help churches get butts and seats, right? Like we we help people plan a visit to the church. Uh, but we get asked all the time, okay, but what about, what kind of content should we be posting? What's, you know, the best strategy for X, Y, and Z? And so, you know, that's why I wanted to have you on here, you know, because you're creating content for a lot of these churches, a lot of these pastors. And so I love to hear you know, what's, what's your typical strategy whenever it comes to whenever something goes live on Instagram, right? What were the steps that it took before it actually like showed up as a post and you pressed publish? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing, and I guess anytime you listen to anybody talk about Instagram is they'll talk about like niching down, which I kind of am pro I'm kind of against, it just depends. But when we onboard a new client, the first thing we do is we like deep dive about everything, who they are, their audience, what their audience enjoys. And we do that by looking at, you know, just high performing posts and analytics and things like that. Um, And then compare it to what they're currently teaching because we want it to still be relevant um, and try to combine those two things, create content that their audience is for sure going to like, but also that we think they would like. Um, We create a brand guide for them for social media that changes quarterly. And then we just kind of get to work, make graphics, make reels, 
make sure the caption is interesting enough to hopefully people would read it. Um, and then we kind of get going with it. Awesome. I love it. Okay. So let's, let's kind of talk through that. So let's say a reel. Yes. In your opinion, what do you think makes a church's or a pastor's Instagram reel or a TikTok video a good one? What does it need to have? What does it not need to have? Oh my gosh. Hot take. I think one, the shorter, the better. Um, when Instagram released the 90 second reels, it was like, okay, this is awesome. This is cool. You don't need the full 90 seconds. That's my cross to carry. That's the hill I will die on. Um, I think a good reel is like 30 seconds to 45 seconds at max. I understand with sermons, sometimes you need a lot of context. So sometimes they'll be longer, but I would say make it short, as short as you can. Uh, and then also it's like, you know, it's easy to be like, let's do the ones where, where I'm yelling. Let's do those ones. You don't need to yell to get your point across. Those moments are great. <laughs> we'll showcase them, but also like know that those moments where you're teaching and it's practical and something that we like to say in our consultations is it's like your content needs to be easily digestible for somebody who's never been to church because say they're scrolling pops up on their for you page, their explore page, their reels page they're able to understand, but also your seasoned person who's been in your church for 10 years also is gonna get something out of it. Not that everything is one size fits all, but it should be able to hit both parties. Yeah, you wanna serve more than just one person. Yeah, like you don't need this deep theological, unless that's your niche, then go for it. But also have ones that anybody could understand. I think that's the win. Yeah, I love it. So uh, let's say you want to take a clip from a Sunday message. So you want to take yeah. a clip from a church's or a pastor's message. How do you find a clippable, mer uh, how do you find a clippable moment from that sermon? Yeah, one, we ask our pastors that we work with or their teams, like, hey, was there anything stand out when you were in the room or that you know that they would want mentioned? Um, and I wish there was even like a better process for it, but like our team, we just, we do watch every message um, to make sure that we're getting it. Um, and again, we look at it from the lens of what does your audience enjoy? So, uh, like right now, the church I attend, we're in a relationship series and we know that anytime he talks about, um, marriage, like the relationship between a husband and wife and how communication should work, that's going to pop off. We just know that from like back end stuff. Um, or anytime he specifically addresses singles, like we did a clip where it's like, you're not going to find the right person in the club at 1am. You're going to find the right person with the right group of friends. We're like, oh, that hits the people who are trying to help their single friends get married and the single friends who are in the club and are frustrated they can't find anybody. Um, and so it's all encompassing. So it's wanting to hit what the audience wants, but also staying true to our values and what we're, what the pastor is sharing, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, because yeah. one of the things that we struggle with is because we'll, um, if, a, if a church asks like, hey, you know, here's our message, can you find a, a portion in it to use yeah. for social media? And you know, rather than just sitting through and watching the whole like hour sermon, we'll say, okay, well, was there anything that kind of stood out as a good totally. clippable moment? Right. One of the things that we've said is like, whenever you're preaching, mm -hmm. ha also have someone on your team listening on that mes yeah. message intentionally for almost like hooks. So like yes. one of the things we'll say is like a hook is the first, the first thing that you say in a reel or a TikTok. That very first thing that comes out of your mouth would be a hookable moment, right? You know what I mean? So yeah. whenever we listen, we, uh, when we coach our pastors or the churches, like listen for those hooks in yeah. the message, like, oh my gosh, what he said just then would be a great, and then taking 
the context and what what came after that would be yeah. a great reel for social media. Uh, well, now, on, on that same kind of trajectory, how question I get all the time from pastors: How often should our church be posting? That is that is the question. That is that the is the question. <laughs> I think ideally a church, if you can, it's kind of like a twofold answer. One, as much as you can maintain and maintain well, um, if you are like, say you're a smaller church and you have a volunteer doing your social, it's okay. Like four times a week, that's great. If you're able to do every single day, that's fantastic. If you're able to do multiple a day, that's also great. Um, I would say your church should post, I mean, ideally every day, but like four to six times a week, which is fantastic. What you don't want to do is just post on Saturdays, hey, come to church. Uh, it's kind of like, and I don't even know if this is like an old reference, but like we all love Gary Vee. We're all like in his fan club, but the whole like jab, 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 right hook thing where it's like you want to give more than you take. And so like as a church, you taking is your invite. Hey, come to service, come to us. So you want to give content that's encouraging or entertaining or um, educational to them so that they're learning something, they're being fed throughout the week, and then it's like, hey, come to church. Um, you're not trying to like twist their arm. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. So with with that, wanting to post ideally every day, Yeah. you've probably seen this just like I have. What? Let me Let me ask, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see pastors or churches making when it comes to their social media content? Okay, can I tell you um, what is like grinding my gears right now? This is what like is so it? dumb. Why are people posting QR codes on Instagram? Have you seen that? Yes. And uh, it's breaking my heart. I'm holding, this is the scanning device. I can't scan with the scanning how, device. What do you want me to do? So I, I think, don't understand. I think you can screenshot it and then go to the photos app and then like hold it down. I think that is one workaround. But even Who's then. Who's doing that? <laughs> Who's, it's like, okay, thanks for the QR code. So one of the things that I've seen on that same same regards is in the Instagram caption, posting a link. It's like, oh. you, you know that no one can click that, right? So if, if you are watching this, Allie, what is the correct way to do that? You want to send someone to a landing page or a website. What is yeah. the correct way to do that? One, use your story. I think stories slept on. You, Everybody now has the ability to add a link if you didn't know happened a few years ago. Now, you know, yeah, you no more 10 K to swipe up. Anyone can, Which, that was such a flex when you would get it by the way. And it was, I remember getting it for some of my clients. It's like, Oh my gosh, can you just do a story saying swipe up so we could use it? Um, put a link in your story or have something like a link tree or link in bio or like, yeah. there's a million resources for you now. Um, definitely just point them there, you know, or run an ad with a direct link on it. That works too. Don't put a link in your Instagram caption. Or use a yep. QR code. Yep. I don't even remember what your original question is. This QR no. thing, it's a yeah. burden. It's something I carry. It's what grinds your gears. No, I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. It's that and then the links in the captions that oh are the two things. It's like, what are you – You have you ever clicked a link in the caption? I don't is know. No, if you, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It is what it is. I think a lot of the times to give, to give grace and kind of devil's advocates, we're going to put ourselves in their shoes. Great. They're probably just posting the same thing on Facebook as they are on Instagram, totally. but then there, but there's no excuse for the, the QR code and the, and 
in the graphic. I, I think what that probably is, is they probably have like a slide that they would put up like on stage, like during their Sunday service that has a QR code. Awesome. Use that. That's great. I think that makes sense. Fantastic. Just have people yeah. stand there. Awesome. But just make another graphic or like maybe don't even do graphics. Let me ask you this. Oh, How, yeah. okay. What are your thoughts on just like flooding a church's feed with graphics, just like Canva, obvious Canva templates. Like what, what are your thoughts on that? Can give us, give us the inside scoop. I mean, it's twofold for sure. Um, it's the cheesiest saying in the world. I learned it from, um, church of the Highlands at a social media thing they had with like an arc training where they were like, your church's social media should be a window into the life of your church and not a billboard. And I heard that when I was like 19, I'm turning 29. That has like, I, that's the thing I remember the most in the past 10 years of my life. Um, yeah, is you don't want, um, what you don't want is to go on your church's Instagram and just see a bunch of advertisements for different events, different things going on. I would say the best thing that you could do is if you're going to run something as promotional, um, make it not look promotional, make it not sound promotional. If that's going live and keeping the live on your feed, if that's recording a reel, if that's doing, um, you know, I feel like they were really cool a few years ago and now they're coming back. Those reels where it's like sticky notes in a bunch of places or, you know, a screen recording of you typing on your, uh, your notes on your computer. Um, do something like that. I don't love it when it's flooded. I think it's really bad for engagement. Um, Instagram can kind of see, you know, meta, they know everything. They know that yeah. you're trying to promote something. So they're going to reduce the exposure that those get because they want you to spend. Um, and so your little work around that is make a reel, make a video, show the life of your church. Because if it's, you know, Easter's coming up, if I am thinking of attending a new church, and I know you have a bunch of resources for churches as well about this, I don't want to go on your Instagram and just see the same Easter graphic 12 times. I want to look at your feed and see who's going to this church. What do they look like? Are they old? Are they young? Do they look like me? What do they sound like? Who's the pastor? I don't want to go and be super confused. You know, I want to go and know what I'm getting myself into and feel welcome and feel like I already know yeah. these people. And that's yeah. what your Instagram is a great tool for. It's, I'm sure there's a statistic about it and it would be really cool if I knew it, but it's like, I want to know the amount of people who visit your church's Instagram first before they even go to your website, because you could have this bomb website, but now it's, you know, it's 2023. Naturally, I'm searching things on Instagram and TikTok before I go to their website or go to Google. And so make sure your website is a great, I mean, your Instagram is like a landing page for your church. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for pastors and church leaders out there, they, yeah. they need to talk about their events. They need to get this out there. One thing yeah. I would recommend doing too is make sure you have great photography and like video yes. content of the Sunday service. And so for example, this year for Easter, if you're gonna promote that, take photos from last year when everyone's dressed up in their yeah. pastel colors from, from your Easter service last year, post yeah. those types of photos. And then you can talk about Easter in the like caption Right. Yeah. Without flooding it with a Canva graphic with, with all of those, those things on it. On right. there. That's, the that's typically what I recommend. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's kind of the direction that I point uh, a, yeah. a lot of pastors to there. So, you know, one of the, one of the questions we get a lot is 
what's how, how often should I be posting? Okay, reels versus another one that's really popular right now is our carousels. So, yeah. do you have any strategy on like the like a ratio or kind of reference on you know post this many reels versus versus carousels? You know, what do you yeah. kind of recommend there? Yeah, if you would have asked me two weeks ago, it would have been like, hey, a reel every other day um, because that's what Instagram was caring about. I think rule of thumb would be like one, whatever Instagram is promoting. So if you don't follow like creators or, and I'm going to butcher his last name. Is it Adam Mosseri? Mosseri? I literally don't know how to say it. I know what you're talking about, but I, I, I think it's literally like Instagram growth coach or something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, so follow these people, whatever they're talking about, because they're the experts or whatever the Instagram CEO is talking about that's what Instagram is focused on. And so right now they are kind of making the shift where Instagram was so reels focused. Um, they're making the shift now where they're like leveling the playing field, which is fantastic for like social media managers everywhere. Cause scheduling reels is a nightmare. Um, and scheduling a carousel, it's a dream. I love it. I could do it all day. Um, I would say you don't ever want to lean too hard on one thing. So if you did a reel, give it a day or two, three days break, do a carousel, do a static graphic. Um, if you're a senior pastor, don't neglect showing your personal life as well, like showing a photo of you um, at the park with your kids or you out to lunch or you prepping for a sermon. I always love it when you see a pastor, like a senior pastor, share a photo of their desk. Yeah, um, yeah some behind days, the scenes. Oh, I love it. And people love it. And it, they always will do well. They will never do bad. Um, you know, making sure you have a balance. Um, for our clients, usually, you know, we plan everything week in week chunks. And so you see it, we really do spread it out. I don't think there's a right or wrong formula, but if we do a real one day, the next day is not going to be a real. Chances are we're probably going to do a carousel, a static graphic, a photo, and then we're going to repeat the cycle. Um, unless we see somebody where it's like all of their reels are taking off, we're going to ride that wave. Yeah. How, how do you recommend churches and pastors co like coming up with the content to actually post on those static graphics or carousels. Yeah. I think what you had said earlier about the hook, um, one of the best things that one or one of the best habits I picked up on was in a sermon, um, you know, you're listening one, you should listen to get fed. Um, but then you should also listen for content and it's, what are those like one liners? What are those statements? Um, one that sounded, good because you can listen to something and you can kind of know like oh instagram is gonna uh you know people are gonna love when we talk about you know you're in a storm but victory is on its way because of you know the god we serve that did not sound like an instagram quote um but let's for the sake of this say it did um you know and the you know your congregation responded really well to that you could tell you know you hear the people that's a great moment to write down but then also knowing your audience, knowing, Hey, anytime we post about a storm, it does really well. Yeah. Um, not that you should preach for social media, but I don't think it's bad to like have that in your mind. Um, I don't think that's, I, yeah, in my, my, my two cents on that, you're going to reach the, the possibility of way more people on social media than oh, in yeah. your church building, especially cause most, the average church in America, what has 60 people or less. Right. So yeah. you're going to reach way more people on social media. So, it, cause I've had pastors say, well, I don't want to, 
I don't want to just craft my sermons just for people to hear online. I'm not saying that you should do that. Right. But at the same time, you are, you are going to have way bigger audience and a way bigger uh, potential platform on literal social media platforms to reach and then still encourage people and share the gospel with those people. Does that mean you should neglect the house and your congregation? No, absolutely not. Right. But you have so much more potential to reach people. Uh, One of the things that I think is kind of silly is whenever a pastor or a church will say, well, how do I come up with content? Like what, what type of things do I need to be, you know, posting? And I think it's so funny that, it's like they neglect the hours that their lead pastor spends on yeah. the message every single week. And the churches are like one of the original content creators, yeah. right? We churches are like the only organization where every single week they are creating brand new content that gives churches a way bigger advantage than a plumbing company trying to create content. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So, I always recommend lean into that heavily. And that's one of those, like to me and you, Ali sound like super obvious. Like, yeah, just take what you guys are preaching about. How can we repurpose those ideas uh, or the literal videos of the pastor speaking it in your church's content? You can take reels from that. One of the things I've said to do too is I've even told some pastors like, look, maybe you're not confident in your live stream setup that like, or the, the cameras and stuff that you're using for your Sunday service. Well, two things. One, you could have someone sit on the front row of your church, just go like this or get a little iPhone mount. These I've got the, whatever the most recent iPhone is. Yeah. The camera on this is like very impressive. I like, it's really good. Like these people neglect cell phone cameras for content. Like you can get a really good video with this. Just set it up on the front row. And you can extract some good clips from that. Yeah. And then two, it is okay to turn the camera around and just share the same idea. Yes. But it's just you talking into your phone, right? Yeah. Where you're just talking. I I think that's one of the things that are slept on as far as like content ideas for churches. Like they're yeah. spending hours sermon prepping just mm-hmm. for it to be preached once and then sit on a Facebook live stream video archive for yes. years. Yeah. Uh, so, well, and it's, oh, I'm yeah, so go sorry. ahead. Well, it's kind of like, and what I tell, especially newer clients when they are, they're like, we just don't know where to start. We don't know what to do. And I'm not saying social's easy because I think there's parts of it where it's frustrating and it's confusing, but I think we add a lot of pressure to it where it's like, it's actually not that complicated. And like you're talking about, um, Gary Vee, he calls it like content pillars where it's like, okay, here's your big video. Now we're going to make these four little videos. And from there, we're going to make two graphics from each video. It's yeah. really, I don't want to say it's not that deep because I don't want to downplay what we do, but it's, it's not that complicated. We don't need to make it more complex than it is. And even what you're saying about using your iPhone camera, it's like, this is fantastic. And the amount of times I request from pastors where it's like, Hey, just have them pull out their phone and do a selfie video. That's kind of what we call it. And it's like, well, we could get like the whole setup. And it's like, yeah, but I actually think it'll perform better if you just film it on your iPhone because it feels a lot more natural and organic. Um, and so, yeah, the pressure that we have built up around it, it's not necessary in my opinion. Yeah, but, yeah. Talk, yeah. Talk to me about, I feel like a lot of church leaders value mm-hmm. excellence. And then sometimes that can come at a cost 
of like engagement performing. I think you kind of know where I'm going with yeah. this, where you're talking <laughs> about with that. So, so walk me through your experience with that. Yeah. I don't think excellence is bad. I think excellence is biblical. I think it's what we should do. I think if you can make it amazing, make it amazing. But again, no time and place. Maybe I guess that's the right way to say yeah, it. Yeah. Where if you are Easter's coming up, you have an egg hunt happening we don't need your box lights and a teleprompt. It's like, no, just film a quick little, hey, we're at the egg hunt. This is amazing. 3,000 families showed up. We have 10,000 eggs in a helicopter and everything crazy that these churches are doing. That's great and that's fun and that's fine. I think somebody, a church that does it really well where it's like the line of excellence, but also just kind of like organic feeling content is Shoreline City. Um, I'm obsessed with their reels. I don't know if they have like a social team. I don't know if they send people to it or if they just request leaders. I would love to know. Um, but you'll look at their reels of like small groups and it's, you can tell it's just iPhone clips of people hanging out at somebody's house. They look very much like TikTok. And I think that's why TikTok's so enjoyable is yeah. because it's not so polished. Um, and so they do a really great balance of it. I've tried a few reels like that for clients. They always do well. And it's because it feels more personable in my opinion. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, do your, you know, get your DSLR, do it, make it look great. But also if you're just like out, something I loved about working for Pastor Jensen is he would like go on a run or he'd be on a walk and he would be praying and he'd go on Instagram live and he's like, Hey, I'm just praying for church and praying for pastors. We're going to have a great weekend. And it would crush. It would do so well. And yeah. so and take the pressure off. It's not, you're not, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a feature film. It can just be your iPhone camera um, and it'll do really well. It'll be great. Yeah. I think a lot of the times we have the mindset of, okay, we want everything our church to do to be excellent. Yeah. And so I want to record a video to promote our Easter service or whatever event you have going on. And yeah. so they think it needs to be like an announcement video where they use the fancy camera like I've got here on the, right. and they've got the lower thirds with the pastor's name and they've got the background music that sounds like it's a commercial. Yes. And then when you see that on commercial, or when you see that on social media, it looks like a commercial. It looks like an ad. Yeah. And so people are just going to start scrolling. Like yeah. whenever I, I, I'll speak at uh, different conferences and I'll tell a story about how I remember when I was a kid and you might might remember this alley whenever TiVo first got really big. I don't know. Did your family have TiVo or like some kind of DVR? Cool, but yeah. Okay. So I guess it was just Billy and Rusty sicker that were <laughs> the cool parents that had Clearly, TiVo. And, and I remember when we got it because I, what I loved about it is you could fast forward the commercials and like, right. you wouldn't have to watch the, it was like the first like DVR that was like super accessible. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of millennials or I'm technically Gen Z and we just, because we don't watch commercials, we just like fast forward. So if anything obviously looks like an ad or looks like a commercial on social media, right. it's just immediately scroll, scroll, yeah. keep going, keep going. And you don't even, don't even think about it anymore. That's, that's one of the no, things really. that grinds it's my like, gears. How can it? Yeah. Right. This is just us venting about social media habits that need to go. But yeah, it's like, how can it be an ad without looking like an ad? Um, this is so left field and I'm so sorry if this is, again, not- No, let's do it. Cut me off if you don't. Um, how often are you on TikTok? Are you on TikTok a lot? I, I'll have to delete it because I find myself on it too much. So yeah. 
Okay, I get it. Um, a few weeks ago, did you ever see where Hilton, the hotels, they did a 10-minute TikTok ad? I did not, but that sounds very funny. Okay, and it? so it started out with Paris Hilton, and she's like, you're going to watch a 10-minute TikTok. And obviously, I'm like, what the heck? This is not going to be a 10-minute... TikTok does 10-minute TikToks? And what they did is they had a bunch of different creators talking about, like, almost like why this ad worked or like, you know, they had different ones like Girlboss Town or um, Chris Olsen, just like all these big TikTokers and talking about why the ad worked and, oh my God, I'm not going to watch a 10 minute TikTok. And then next thing I know, it loops. I watched the whole 10 minute TikTok and it was so weirdly inspiring to me because I was like, I watched a 10 minute ad and I don't yeah. know, like this is clearly working. But it like broke the fourth wall. Like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't it was like a commercial. Ad. Yeah. Yeah, and I loved it. Don't make a 10-minute Easter ad, but find a way to, you know, make an ad that's not an ad, if that makes sense. No, I love it. So one of one of the best examples of this I saw recently, <clears throat> do you follow uh, Stephen Chandler or Union yes. Church? Yeah. So did you see the one he did recently? I've reshared it on my story. It was, it was that good. So no, I didn't was... realize it. So it was, it starts out saying Michael Jordan's the GOAT or LeBron's the GOAT. It was just like a, or maybe he said, like, this is a hot take. And it had nothing to do with church. It was like a basketball right. thing. And I was like, okay, where's he going with us? Because we work yeah. with Union Church and some other campuses. And so I was like, all right, Pastor Stephen, where are you going? And he goes on to, like, make this big argument on the go to basketball. And then at the very end, he transitions. And these are the types of conversations that we have at our community nights for our men's group. Saturday at 7 p.m. or whatever the time was. And I and I was like, oh, my gosh. This was, this was genius. Because at first, I'm like, okay, cool. But, but it was like on the Union Church Instagram. So I was like, it's kind of weird. Like, it'd be one thing if it was Pastor Steven's Instagram just talking about Michael Jordan being the GOAT. But then at the end, he kind of pivoted to that. And I was like, okay, this, I reshared it on my Instagram. And I was like, like pastors, take notes. This is how you promote an event That's on Instagram. So oh, I thought it was so good. Look at it. Oh, I love yeah. it. So yeah, it, that, that was a good one. That was a good one. So yeah. Allie, thanks for, thanks for hopping on. Um, what, where, if a church leader or a pastor, if they want to learn more about what you guys do, because you guys have, you know, a service for churches where you create mm -hmm. content for them to post um, on their Instagram and social medias, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we just launched a new offer for churches where uh, if you don't have the capacity or the bandwidth or even just know how to make Instagram, Facebook, TikTok posts, we want to be that solution for you. Um, and so whether you need just content or you need strategy or just somebody to bounce your ideas off of, we're here for you. Um, so you can learn more at heavensent.co because .com was a little bit, you know, out of budget. Um, but it's hnsnt.co. <laughs> um, and we have that new offer and I'd love to talk to you guys about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So we'll link that down below the description wherever you're listening or if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, so definitely go check that out. Go get connected with them. Uh, so, Allie, any any final any final thoughts or advice for pastors or church leaders whenever it comes to their social yeah. media content? It's not that deep. You're okay. Pull out your iPhone. Don't put a QR code on your graphic. Um, use that link tree. Um, and thank you for this. I love podcasts. I know we talked about it briefly. So this is a big moment for me. I love a podcast. So of course, of course, you've got to yeah. start the heaven sent podcast. Hey, 
it'll be me and my dog. We'll just be talking, but I love it. You got it. You got it. Awesome. Well, hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Alec, thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Wow, what an amazing conversation with Allie. Allie, thank you again. If you need help with your church's social media page and posting, go check out Heaven Sent. They're an awesome, awesome company. And at the same time, too, I want to invite you, if you haven't already gotten a copy of my book, Plan Your Visit Playbook, you can order a copy at planyourvisitplaybook.com. And hope to talk to you soon.